0: Well Within Reach is brought to you by Riverside MyChart, your simple, secure, and confidential online health connection. With just a click, Riverside MyChart lets you stay well connected to the same information your doctor sees. You can request prescription refills, pay your bills, schedule your next appointment, and more. Manage your care from your laptop, tablet, or phone. Whether for yourself, your kids, or the grandparents, MyChart makes your busy life just a little easier. Learn more and enroll today at RiversideMyChart.org. Just another way to stay well-connected from Riverside Healthcare.
1: Riverside Healthcare puts the health and wellness information you need well within reach. And this is the Well Within Reach podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Diaz, and today I'm joined by Dr. Eric Lesser, an emergency medicine physician at Riverside Medical Center. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Lesser, and welcome to the podcast.
0: Hey, thanks for inviting me.
1: And today we're going to be talking about the topic of heart attacks, which is something unfortunately that you see in your everyday life as an emergency medicine physician. But first, let's find out a little bit more about you and let's talk about where you started um, schooling and how you became an emergency medicine doctor.
0: I ended up going to undergrad uh, very late. Uh, I was living in Colorado Springs and I was a member of the U.S. figure skating team at the Olympic Training Center. And uh, I had a series of injuries that kind of left me unable to uh, compete any longer. So I was kind of trying to move on with the next phase of my life and ended up uh, going to DePaul in Chicago and then uh, Loyola for medical school and was very fortunate enough to uh, earn a spot at Cook County Hospital, Uh, John Stroger, downtown, uh, very, very, like, heralded, like, You know, very historic uh, emergency medicine program, and uh, and was fortunate then to uh, get a job at Riverside uh, after residency. So, um, you know, I've been very fortunate to stay in this area throughout my medical education.
1: And did anything in particular draw you to emergency medicine in particular?
0: I think it was the excitement. It was the it was the aspect of being able to, you know, help people with acute problems and get a sense of satisfaction from from helping people. Uh, with very acute issues, uh, right there and then, and being able to see the improvement, um, and also kind of just a a change of pace. You know, like the patient in this room has this problem, the patient in this room has that problem, and it's just a good variety.
1: Right, right, and pace is pace is definitely part of part of it, and um, fast pace, and sure, I'm sure of.
0: Yeah, you you got to be able to keep up. Uh, most days in the emergency room are, are pretty fast, so uh, you know it, it definitely weeds out uh, you know slower people and. Fortunately, I'm, I'm frequently well-caffeinated, so I can I can hang.
1: <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, we will go ahead and get right into our topic of heart attacks, which is something that time is of the essence, and, and to keep on pace is extremely important in these scenarios. Um, I found a statistic that says that in the United States, coronary heart disease, which includes heart attack, um, is the cause of one in seven deaths. So it's extremely important to recognize the signs and symptoms of heart attacks in order to prevent deaths and even save lives. and some heart attacks are sudden and intense but then some start slowly with mild pain or discomfort what are some of the signs that can mean a heart attack is happening to you
0: so unfortunately there's no kind of simple answer to this it kind of varies uh, depending on gender age and you know what other you know medical problems the individual has Um, younger people, specifically younger males end up having, you know, what you kind of see on TV, which is like the crushing chest pain, uh, radiating to like the jaw or the arm. Um, and a lot of times females can have that too, but females and senior citizens can end up having, um, kind of more like gradual vague symptoms. Um, a lot of times people come in with like this, like vague feeling of nausea uh, dizziness, um, generalized, just like, you know, upper stomach ache, feeling of unwellness, tingling in their face or their left arm. And these are all worrisome signs of a heart attack as well. And men can, you know, have these symptoms as well. This isn't something that follows a, a cookbook, you know, approach, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, both men and women can have either chest pain or just kind of these vague symptoms that I was talking about.
1: And and so bottom line, if something feels off, it's always best to get it checked out.
0: Yeah, if, you know, if there's something that is acutely different from how, you know, an individual normally feels and it, it you know, sticks around for, for longer than, you know, just a few minutes, it's, it's good to go get it checked out because a lot of times people who, you know, end up, ignoring these symptoms can, you know, have a a significant heart attack or cardiac condition that could have been treated if they came in to the hospital at a, you know, earlier time than they do.
1: Right. And so if someone is experiencing some some sort of symptoms related to these that they think, hey, maybe it could be a heart attack, what should they do?
0: So first and foremost, if you think that you're having a heart attack, you should absolutely call 911. Uh, That is the best thing that you can do um, because a lot of our treatment for these types of cardiac issues actually starts when the paramedics get to your door. Uh, they can start treating you and start reversing some of the uh, physical effects of the heart attack as well as pain uh, within you know seconds of starting the IV. So it's important. And it's not just for you personally, but also if you have a loved one that maybe is having a heart attack, uh, not bringing them in yourselves because our entire process from the minute you call the ambulance is streamlined to get you to either myself, the ER doctor, or the cardiologist as quickly as possible.
1: And it's pretty incredible technology inside those ambulances. You started to touch on it. And it, it's true that we can actually perform an EKG in the ambulance Absolutely. and route to the hospital. Absolutely, And that's really key so that everybody, the entire care team in the emergency department, knows what's coming in before they hit the door.
0: And it's not just the emergency department. They actually are able to email us or fax us uh depending on the technology that we have, um, the EKG before the patient hits the door. and I in turn can give that to the cardiologist. So a you know cardiologist, a heart specialist can be looking at the EKG when you're still 10 minutes away, uh, you know, making a diagnosis and preparing what needs to be prepared to get you you know on the road to recovery.
1: Yeah, and that's key when these moments matter. It's that's- so important to remember to survive, don't drive. Even if you're driving a loved one, you may think that you're doing them a favor by thinking, oh, I can get them there, you know, quick and things like that. No, it's it's so much more beneficial to go by ambulance in these scenarios.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Beyond a shadow of a doubt, I cannot stress that enough. Uh, Definitely call 911 because we will get you there faster and more efficiently.
1: Right. And the sooner the treatment begins, the better. And we also know that the type of heart attack determines the treatment. So there are some different types of heart attacks and treatments. What are some of the differences in these?
0: So, you know, just not making it overly complicated, um, you know, Basically, what causes a heart attack is a plaque formation in the arteries on the surface of the heart that supply the heart itself with necessarily necessary uh, blood and nutrients. And certain types of plaques uh, can rupture and then cause clots on top of the rupture. It basically the the plaque will damage the internal structure of the artery and then cause a clot. And how bad how much the clot occludes the blood vessel will determine the severity of the heart attack. So um, the important thing to remember here, though, the takeaway is that, you know, it's all part of the same disease progression. So, you know, if you're at risk for one, you're at risk for all.
1: That's important to remember. And what are some of the treatments for heart attacks in general? You know, people hear all of these terms and, and things like that, but what could a possible list of treatments be?
0: So, you know, early on, if somebody's just coming in with chest pain uh, and we're not sure what it is, the cardiologist will end up doing a stress test many times, either an exercise stress test or a chemical stress test, which is basically like putting EKG leads on the patient and then having them walk on the treadmill and seeing how their heart responds to stress. Uh, And that would be on one end of the spectrum, um, but all the way on the other end of the spectrum, um, you know, our cardiac catheterization lab is fully equipped to... You know, basically do a cardiac cath where the cardiologist will essentially you know, squirt some, some dye into the arterial system while they're taking what's kind of like a real-time x-ray of the arteries in the heart and then seeing how well this dye gets through the arteries, and then they're able to locate the occlusion, and then they can actually open them up with a small balloon and then insert a stent to keep that artery open. And the effects of you know doing this quickly uh, can really save you know heart muscle and and life. Um, So that's one of the reasons why it's important, you know, to call 911 when you're having these symptoms is because the sooner that we get you into the cath lab, if you are having a heart attack, the sooner we can restore blood flow to the heart and then the less amount of heart tissue dies.
1: Yeah, exactly. And understandably, treatment can be really complex. So be sure that you or if you're there with a loved one are asking a lot of questions um, to learn more about your treatment plan and your lifestyle moving forward. But before any of this even happens... Prevention is so important to discuss. Prevention is very important. And what are some of the tips that you can share with us from having a primary care physician onward um, to help prevent and eliminate some of these risk factors that could lead to something like a heart attack?
0: So the first and most important thing you can do is have a primary care doctor. You know, no football team is going anywhere without a quarterback you need somebody quarterbacking your health. Um, and even physicians themselves need, you know, doctors, their own doctors. So, uh, have a doctor like make your follow-up appointments. You know, if, if your doctor's trying to get you to go in for some specialty exams, uh, you know, definitely follow up with those. But then aside from having a regular physician, um, lifestyle management, you know, cutting down on, You know, obesity in this country, uh, hypertension, diabetes, uh, cigarette smoking, uh, getting all these, you know, under control and managed uh, can have profound positive impacts on your cardiovascular health.
1: Yeah. and And then there's always that risk factor that nobody can change, and that's your family history. Yes. But it's so important to be aware of what that family history is so that you have maybe a closer watch on what could progress.
0: Sometimes, sometimes you know, it's it's going to happen uh, just based on genetics. Uh, genetics are tricky. But what you still can do is, is know your family history, ask questions, ask about your grandparents, ask, ask your parents what their health problems are because, you know, chances are if grandma and grandpa had, you know, heart problems at an early age and mom and dad have heart problems at an early age, you know, that could easily be you too. So staying on top of it and staying ahead of it and maybe getting, you know, some cardiac screening earlier than you normally would can can have a profound positive effect on your long-term health.
1: Absolutely. And Riverside does have many resources for screenings and even help getting a primary care provider. So for any information on topics like that, um, just visit riversidehealthcare.org and you'll find what you're looking for there. Um, Dr. Lesser, thank you so much for talking to us about the signs, symptoms, and treatments of heart attack, and also the important prevention factors that go along with it. So um, how might individuals learn more about um, cardiovascular conditions, or is there a certain resource that you would recommend for heart attack-related information? Uh,
0: The American Heart Association, uh, their website's very easy to uh, find. It's aha.org. Uh, and they have a huge amount of resources available that are you know easy to comprehend and easy to read for you know anyone from just a, a normal non medically trained person all the way up to you know physicians. It's it's a great website and it's a great resource.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you, Dr. Lesser, for joining us. And this has been the Well Within Reach podcast with Riverside Healthcare.